0: Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's poppin', everybody? This is episode 120 of the Wrestling Takeover Podcast on your Saturday, June 5th, 2021. And here's what I got for you guys today. Hot Topics in Pro Wrestling, series number 32 as I will be discussing a lot of topics surrounding the world of professional wrestling. We got a lot to get into, so let's kick it off. Edgar, drop that intro. Let's get to work right here on the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. Welcome to... You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner. Who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself
0: clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you
1: ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. Let's, go. Let's, go. Let's go. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Before I get right into what I got lined up on today's show, I want to shout out all of 289 people that are currently following the podcast on Instagram. I really appreciate it if you guys haven't done so already please go follow me and the podcast at the wrestling takeover on ig follow me personally on twitter at the king jt follow and subscribe to the wrestling takeover podcast wherever all podcasts is available i appreciate all the love and support i have been receiving it really means a lot and i am just a wrestling fan that loves talking pro wrestling giving you guys my views and opinions and being creative as always i is. I personally feel like I am the best in that department and nobody's on my level in terms of creativity. And I'm going to bring a lot of that out during this show today. So let's get right into it. Starting with the first topic in WWE regarding Aleister Black. So Aleister Black says Vince McMahon was very positive about him before he eventually obviously got booted out of the wwe now i'm still in shock that alistair black got released but i'm very happy at the same time if that makes any sense that he got released because the handcuffs are off he can do whatever he wants so in that perspective i'm very happy that he finally got his release granted now alistair black says Vince McMahon was very positive about him this is taken from ringside news Shout out to Ringside News. So, Aleister Black, a remarkable time in NXT as he became the NXT champion and had several excellent matches. However, he was caught up to the main roster. Aleister Black largely floundered. Exactly. I personally believe that Aleister Black's main roster run was a failure. WWE didn't know what to do with a guy like Aleister Black, but... The funny thing is, Triple H booked him so well, but the main roster, Vince McMahon, Kevin Dunn, Bruce pritchard you guys couldn't find anything to do with Alistair Black. That, I can't comprehend that. That makes no sense to me, but I will continue with the article as it reads, Aleister Black was gone from WWE television for numerous months as WWE creative simply had no idea what to do with him exactly my point despite debuting a new character recently black was released while speaking on thea trinidad's twitch channel alistair black went into detail regarding his relationship with wwe chairman vince mcmahon black stated vince mcmahon was always very positive about him and had respect for him alistair black said i quote in all of my conversations i've had with vince he was very positive about me I had a good relationship with Vince. I always told him how I felt. He respected that about me. And he always praised me on my creativity and ability to have numerous and respects, but still being honest with him about how I felt. You never truly know why things end the way that they did. But all I can do is tell you that from my point of view and the world that I was always given was that Vince McMahon was very high on me. I did very well on television. I was just that we could never really nail down what is we needed and wanted Alistair Black to be. Okay, so I call bullshit first and foremost on that him and Vince McMahon, they couldn't come up with a character direction for him. Of course they didn't. But... The funny thing is, why can't the WWE main roster take people like Aleister Black, Bianca Belair, she's floundering right now, Rhea Ripley, and take what they did at NXT, and then just stamp that of approval on the main roster? I don't get it. Now, he says that he and Vince have a great relationship. Okay, that's tremendous. But I'm trying to figure out, did you ask for your release personally? Did you personally go to Vince McMahon and say, you know what? I'm not working here. You're doing nothing with me. Can I get my release? And your release obviously was granted. But the funny thing is, Alistair Black on his Twitch uh, stream said that he was caught off left guard. He was caught off when he got released. So I'm not sure if he's bullshitting everybody or he literally was caught off guard. But I'm I'm just trying to comprehend that. Him and Vince had a great relationship. Great. But why wasn't Vince McMahon booking this guy to his fullest potential? You see, Aleister Black could have been a big deal on the main roster. The problem is Vince and company didn't know what to do with a character like Alistair Black, look at The Fiend. Don't get me started with The Fiend. I can go on a whole hour rant on that. They don't understand characters like that. So, those characters have a real short shelf life in WWE on the main roster specifically. Now, I don't know where Alistair Black goes from here. I'm assuming he's going to go to All Elite Wrestling AEW in the foreseeable future. Once his 90-day non-complete calls ends, I see him going to AEW. But it's a weird situation. You know, he was getting punished because the Trinidad, Zelina Vega, you know, didn't want to give up her uh, Twitch channel. And so Vince McMahon punished Alistair Black for that because he fired his wife. So Vince couldn't punish the Trinidad. So in this case, Alistair Black was punished for that. Alistair Black didn't talk about that. I don't give a fuck what he says. If that's not true or not, I think it's true. I think Alistair Black was punished because of the Trinidad not refusing to give up her tip stream and Vince McMahon pretty much putting blame on Alistair Black on behalf of her. Either way, Alistair Black is gone. This is great for Aleister Black. His creative freedom can now be... You know, in effect, and now he can be booked to his full potential no matter where company he goes to. I believe he will go to AEW. If he had a great relationship with Vince, there should be no reason at all that he got released unless he wanted that release granted himself, period. That's the conclusion that I'm coming to on my own. Now, that's all for Alistair Black. The next topic Actually, in terms of Aleister Black, Booker T, as he pretty much is criticizing why Aleister Black really didn't make it on the main roster. I think this is incredibly bullshit, but I am going to read what Ringside News had to say here. So Booker T criticizes Aleister Black for not being unique enough in WWE. First of all, Fuck Booker T for this, okay? First of all, unique. Okay, we haven't seen a character like Aleister Black, you know, from his entrance to his theme song, to the way he's so mysterious and the way he carried himself. For God's sake, he made Velveteen Dream say his name. I mean, you can't get any better than that. He wasn't really talking until that point. So, I don't know what Booker he's talking about, but I'm going to read what he had to say here. So, former NXT champion Aleister Black had a memorable time in NXT, but the same cannot be said for his run on the main roster, which proved to be harmful to his career in the company. I'm going to go on record right now and say Aleister Black's main roster run was a complete, utter failure. It was terrible. I mean, fuck it. It was trash. His main roster, he didn't do nothing credible at all on the main roster. What I'm going to think of Aleister Black's run in the WWE is his NXT run, period. That's it. He didn't do nothing on the main roster. That, I don't know how you can ruin someone like Alistair Black, but WWE is very famous for ruining people like Alistair Black. So, Aleister Black's time on the main roster was married by no creative direction, and he was off WWE television for a long time. In the end, he was let go by WWE, as of many names during the latest round of WWE budget cuts. While many fans of pro wrestlers alike were shocked at Aleister Black getting released, it seems a WWE Hall of Famer didn't quite share the same sentiments as the rest of us did. While speaking on his Hall of Fame podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Booker T talked about Alistair Black getting released by the company. Booker T's co-host Brad Gilmore said that he was a fan of Black and added that Black had the, um, had the intro and the look to become a main star in the WWE. So, Mr. Co-host Brad Gilmore, I am right there with you. Aleister Black had the look. He had the wrestling ability. He had the microphone skills. How the fuck do you mess up someone like Alistair Black on the main roster? And then I come to find out that he wanted to do a storyline with The Fiend. He wanted to do a storyline with The Fiend. How the fuck do you not do that on WWE television? I'm telling you, WWE needs to stop creating characters like The Undertaker, The Fiend, and Alistair Black. Because... Guess what? They're not going to go nowhere. They have a short shelf life. This is bullshit. I cannot believe they fucked up. You know, Alistair Black, man. This guy had so much potential. They just looked at him and didn't know what to do with a character like this. You have writers. You're supposed to be creative. You're supposed to be able to come up with, you know, different directions for a character like Alistair Black. Period. This sucks, man. But he's gone. It is what it is. So, to this, Booker T stated that Alistair Black didn't do anything to set himself, excuse me, apart from others WWE superstars on the main roster and criticized his character. Booker T said, I quote, you can't give a guy intro. Give him black gimmick. A dark robe and go out there and become a star you know you put him on that thing minuscule alistair black's entrance the thing is it did look cool but understand just can't get that gimmick and think because of the smoke and mirrors you're going to go out there and get over alistair black is a hard worker but i'm looking for a guy that's quote talent i'm looking for a guy that's going to go out there and do things totally different than everybody else on the roster. Aleister Black had his MMA get up, his kung fu, Quartate, black mass for the finisher, which is the best finisher in all of professional wrestling outside of the RKO, of course. That's just my opinion. I'm gonna continue with the article. I get it. But for me, Aleister Black wasn't a guy that didn't set himself apart from the rest of the guys in the locker room. This is Booker T's opinion. I get what he's coming from. From the standpoint of Alistair Black is just another guy that, you know, is gothic and wears a lot of black and has some smoke from his entrance. In that perspective, I understand. The problem is they did this late where they finally started to Have Aleister Black go into his personal life and document his personal life. You know, in NXT, this guy didn't say much at all. This guy just went in there and kicked people's heads off. Period. He was a loner. Nobody wanted to fuck with Aleister Black because they know that they would get their ass beat. I get where Booker T's coming from. From the standpoint... Where he said Alistair Black's entrance. The thing is it didn't look cool. But understand you just can't get gimmick. And think because of smoke and mirrors. You're going to go out there and get over. I completely understand that. I've seen a lot of people in WWE alone. That has you know a gimmick. Not similar to Alistair Black. But they have that aura about them, And then they still don't get over. You know the difference with The Fiend is. This guy was completely different. We knew that Bray Wyatt is creative. We don't know if Aleister Black is creative. Bray Wyatt, the difference between Bray Wyatt and Aleister Black, you could give Bray Wyatt anything, and he's going to make gold out of it. I can't say the same thing for Aleister Black. But the thing is, I personally believe that WWE didn't want to do anything with Aleister Black. They didn't want to be creative with Alistair Black. That's why Alistair Black on the main roster was a total failure from Jump Street. They didn't want to do nothing with the guy. They had him team with Ricochet, which was solid from the start. But Alistair Black is a main event type of guy. Look what he did on NXT. How can you not take that and put that on the main roster? People wanted Alistair Black. This wasn't just the Smarks. These were casuals. They wanted Black. They wanted to see more characteristics with Aleister Black. And you did it late when you fucking let him go. Why did you do it so late? That, you know, chapters that we were seeing on a weekly basis, you were barely going on chapter three. And then he left. Why the fuck did we not get that from the first Time we've seen Aleister Black on the main roster. Have him document his life. Have him document the reasons why he has these specific tattoos on his body. He was doing that in the last couple weeks. But then he got released. I don't understand WWE's logic with these characters. I don't get it. But I completely understand where Booker T is coming from. You know, Aleister Black is the type of guy that I personally feel like is a star in the making. He has it all. He has the look, he has the character. You know, if you go a little bit more in depth into his personal life, you could add that onto his character and he'll get over. No matter where Aleister Black goes, he's going to be a big deal. People are going to support Alistair Black because people see the star power in Alistair Black. A lot of people that might be listening to this episode might not see a lot in Aleister Black. Some of you guys might not even be fans of Alistair Black. But I am. I see the star potential in Alistair Black. You just have to trust in your wrestlers to go out there and give them the ball and let them run with it. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. They didn't do that with Alistair Black. They like to nurture and care and be similar with these wrestlers. They love to take control over every fucking aspect. And it's not working. It's not working because no one really is watching the WWE. I'm going to support Aleister Black wherever he goes. I'm a big fan of his. And if he goes to AEW, New Japan... Impact doesn't matter. WWE dropped the ball with Alistair Black. Simple. So that's my thoughts on what Booker T had to say. I agree to an extent. But overall, I think Booker T is wrong. And I think that Aleister Black, didn't just he just wasn't given an opportunity to really dive into his character. Because WWE just didn't really see anything in Alistair Black. They didn't know what to do with Alistair Black. That's why Aleister Black wasn't booked for fucking months. That's why he was in a broom closet for months. Pick a fight with me. We set that, and we've seen that for months. He's doing that because there's nothing for him to do. WWE is creatively bankrupt. We've seen Cesaro. A fight with him. Emphasis. And it was annoying. It was getting annoying. They just needed something to do with Alistair Black. Have him go out there and be an ass kicker. Period. Period. Let majority of the talking be in the ring. When he talks, it is going to be important. It is going to be a big deal. WWE didn't tap into that. WWE never wanted to tap into his life. Why did Z have all these tattoos? I want to know the reason for the symbolism of these tattoos. Never did that towards the end when he got released. I don't know. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on with that. Because that's just going to mainly get me more pissed off and sad than I'm already am. Um, By not seeing Aleister Black in WWE anymore. His run was a failure. Overall. If you don't agree with that. That's fine. That's your opinion. But my opinion is. It was a failure. Now. The next topic in WWE. That I want to talk about. From a creative standpoint. With Raw. Smackdown everything. You guys know that I've talked about what I would do for WWE and how I would make WWE better. I'm going to emphasize that again because we're at a point right now, right? Where the WWE is struggling creatively so bad it's embarrassing. The WWE needs help. Us fans, us podcasters that pitch ideas We're willing to help. We have a lot of good ideas that we could pick for the WWE. But these guys have the same formula. And the formula ain't working. It is not working. Something's need to change. Something. Quick. Monday Night Raw continues to go down in the ratings. Smackdown. It's not any better. It's struggling right now. They would be near Monday Night Raw level if Roman Reigns and this Tribal Chief storyline wasn't on Friday night. Period. It's not even about Monday Night Raw needing to go back to two hours. We know that. Their format just needs to change. Why don't you start the show off with a match? Why don't you start off with an attack backstage? Why don't you start off with something completely different? Instead of someone coming out, cutting a promo for 30 minutes... Taking majority of the first hour. Cutting a fucking promo. And then the general manager. Or someone that controls the show. Comes out and says. We're going to make this a singles tag team match. Or whatever the case might be. You go to commercial. We come back. And then there's the people in the ring. Change it up. Flip it up. You know what I mean? Raw and Smackdown as separate brands. I think it needs to come to an end. I think it needs to come to an end. You need to have. One world champion in WWE. You have the United States Championship. You have the Intercontinental Championship. Be the main events on Raw and SmackDown. Period. Because you're going to establish those two mid-card championships. The world champion only needs to appear when it's necessary. When it calls for it. You have one women's championship. Get rid of the women's tag team championships. Bring in a mid-card women's championship championship on the level of an IC championship and make that title into a big deal as well. Merge the tag team divisions. Merge the women's division. Get rid of the women's tag team, uh, the tag team championships, and the tag team division. Just get rid of it. There's no teams. There's no teams at all. So get rid of it. Pay-per-views need to change. You got to have theme shows Throughout some of the months. On Raw and Smackdown. To give Raw and Smackdown more of an importance. On the USA Network and Fox. You know what I mean? It's frustrating. I have so much ideas that I can give to this company. But they just don't give a fuck. Prime example. Roman Reigns. Everything you're doing with Roman Reigns right now is fantastic. Why can't any other person on SmackDown or Raw get the same treatment? Why is Roman and his storyline getting favoritism and fuck everybody else? Why is that a reality? That's fucked up. The women's division sucks. It's fucking trash. I think the reality of this entire situation is there are people in WWE who genuinely do not like women's wrestling They don't care. That is not on their priority list. Their tag team division sucks. That's not their priority. Their priorities are Roman Reigns and that storyline on SmackDown. And then Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Everything else is second fiddle. They don't care. Bring some importance for the Intercontinental Championship. Make the United States Championship feel important. Like I said, merge the tag team divisions. This isn't hard. This is not hard whatsoever. You just got to have the passion to do it. And I'm seeing a lot of people in IWC, me included. I have not covered Raw. I have not watched Monday Night Raw in a couple of months. I will be coming back to review the show when fans consistently are in the arena, when they're touring again in July. I will come back right now. I don't give a fuck about Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw is the worst wrestling show of the entire week. Period. Monday Night Raw sucks. SmackDown isn't that much better either. SmackDown is struggling. WWE just got to get it together, man. Them releasing people is scaring me because there's rumors that they might be selling. I doubt it. I highly doubt it, but it's in the news. It's being talked about right now. I just think creatively, there's a big problem in upper management. People in creative got to speak the fuck up. Please, speak up and say something, man. Monday Night Raw cannot continue to be this bad. It's depressing and it's sad. I love the WWE so much, bro. I want to be a writer for the fucking promotion. I want to be a writer. I want to help these people from a creative standpoint to come up with new, fresh, engaging ideas. And I promise you, there are writers in that room that probably come up with great ideas.
0: 18 plus.
1: But they never be seen on television because Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard decline every idea. Not every idea, Vince, that you do and Bruce Pritchard. Not every idea that you come up with is good. Majority of them suck. Can you please trust in your writers that are writing for your show? Have them come up with ideas and have their ideas be on television. If I'm a writer in that promotion, I'm depressed. I'm writing. I'm busting my ass, coming up with ideas. And every single time I hear no, no, no. When at some point, are these writers going to speak up and say something? It is what it is. I'm not writing there. I'm just a fan. I want to write there eventually because I feel like I could bring a lot of creativity to the table to help elevate And grow the, not only audience, but the ratings from Monday Night Raw and Friday Night Smackdown. It is what it is. The show is just going to continue to get worse and worse and worse. And it sucks. I hate looking at the ratings and seeing a decline. A decline. They bump a little bit, but then they go right back down. Something's got to change. Seriously. They're not going to listen to us. They don't give a fuck what we say. They really don't. All they care about is the money. So, all they care about. Okay. The fucked up thing is you don't have to just care about the money. The money's going to come along with it. If you fix creative, this is my pet peeve. If you fix creative, everything else after that is going to follow suit in line. Money gonna come right through like it always does but wwe has this mentality where money's gonna come regardless fuck the creative the money's coming anyways even if we fix it or not how about you fucking have passion and empathy for your fan base your fan base is tired of watching these shows on a weekly basis and having this opinion of Oh, it's the same shit. I'm losing faith. I'm losing hope. I hear it. I listen to it all the time. I have the same opinions as everybody else in the IWC. There are people out there that really love what's going on. I don't know why. I mean, the only best thing in WWE in total is Roman Reigns. Outside of that, there's nothing going on in the company. Nothing. Period. Period. You, not, you cannot bring John Cena back and everything's going to be kumbaya. Nah, that's not going to do it. Creative needs to be fixed. Once creative is fixed, I promise you, everything else is going to fall in line. The ratings are going to go up. Take chances. Take risks. Give your wrestlers more leeway with their characters and promos. I understand... I remember Paul Heyman saying, you know, not everybody, you know, doesn't need a script. Not everybody can just normally talk like off the bat, like The Rock or John Cena or CM Punk. They need a script. Okay, that's fine. They can get a script, but have it be bullet points and then have them go out there. Put that faith in your wrestlers to go out there and create magic. Give them some leeway. Get themed shows during the rest of the months. You got January, pay-per-view. Right? You got April, pay-per-view. Two months built towards WrestleMania. You got July, a pay-per-view. August, a pay-per-view. And then you got November, a pay-per-view. Okay? In the month of June, themed show. You could do May theme show. So you could do May and June a theme show. You can do September, a theme show. You can do August, a pay-per-view. October, a theme show. And then you can do December, a theme show. So without those months, you know, you got January, a pay-per-view. You got April, a pay-per-view. You got July, a pay-per-view. You got August, a pay-per-view. And you got November, a pay-per-view. Those other months that I've mentioned can all be themed shows. Because it's going to make Monday Night Raw feel important. And it's going to feel Friday Night Smackdown more important. I promise you, trust me, it's going to work. You got to do it. This pay-per-view model bullshit has got to end. These gimmick pay-per-views got to stop. Hell in a Cell doesn't feel the same. Hell in a Cell should only be brought back when a feud calls for it. TLC, same thing. Money in the Bank, get rid of that. Replace that for King and Queen of the Ring as a pay-per-view. Put Money in the Bank back at WrestleMania. Give those men or women, you know a reason to fight on the WrestleMania card. You got personal feuds on WrestleMania. You got the title matches on WrestleMania. And then you got the two money in the bank matches, one for the men, one for the women. That's how you got to do it. That's what you got to do. Period. You're giving everybody a reason to be on WrestleMania. Not everybody can be on WrestleMania. Only the best, the best that's worked their ass off can be on WrestleMania. Period. Have qualifying matches to advance. To the two Money in the Bank matches. This is not that difficult, man. This sucks. It is what it is. I'm probably speaking over my ass because no one's going to listen to me. It is what it is. So, I had fun with that topic. Now, my next one to end the WWE topic section having to do with and Cross, as he will be defending his NXT championship against several men You got Johnny Gargano, you have Finn Balor, and you got Pete Dunne. And I believe you have somebody else as well. So they're going to battle. And listen, I don't care who's in the match. I don't care. I have a couple things I want to say about this. This is going to be a great match, and I'm very excited for it. But Karen Cross needs to win. Karrion Cross needs to win and retain. He's been built up like a serious monster. And I love it. I love Karrion Cross. I love Scarlet Bordeaux. But there's no one on NXT right now that are on their level. Nobody. In terms of someone that is believable to beat Karrion Cross, there's nobody. Finn Balor? I'm sorry. No. Johnny Gargano. Please, hell no. Kyle O'Reilly, I'm just going to move on. Adam Cole, I love Adam Cole. I don't give a fuck what anybody has to say involving, oh, Adam Cole's a vanilla midget, this and that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Adam Cole is a main event of WrestleMania type level mega superstar. You don't like that? I'm sorry. That's just my opinion. Alistair Black, you know, he was kind of being booked like Karrion Cross is a big monster, you know, NXT champion. Someone came around and beat him, it is what it is. But there's nobody that can beat Karrion Cross though. Nobody. Besides one person. But this person isn't even on NXT. This guy's on NXT UK. He's the reigning, defending NXT UK champion, Walter. That's the match that needs to happen. I've been saying it for a long time now. I'm going to continue to preach this gospel. It's got to happen. After Karrion Cross retains here, they build towards Karrion Kross versus Walter at the next NXT TakeOver special. And that's where you can have Karrion Cross lose and drop the NXT championship to Walter. While Walter is still the NXT UK champion, you can have Walter pretty much vacate the NXT UK champion because he's beating everybody on that roster. He's beating everybody on that roster. He drops that championship because there's no one that could beat him. Now his main focus is the NXT Championship, and you gotta find an opponent that is mentally and physically on the level of Walter. Right now, there's nobody on that roster. Nobody can even touch Karrion cross. What makes you think they're gonna to touch Walter? Nobody. So WWE NXT, they got a lot of things they got to think about. But that's where I would go for carrying cross. Now, that's it for the WWE portion, you guys, of the podcast. I'm going to be taking a quick, short break, drink some water, and when I get back, I'm going to be talking about topics from AEW and Impact Wrestling to end the podcast. I'll be back in a second. What's poppin', fam? I'm back. All right, let's talk about All Elite Wrestling. And obviously, we're going right into the pit, man. Andrade C.N. Almas, one of the best pro wrestlers in the game right now. The King, he officially debuts on AEW Dynamite this past Friday. In a shocker, I was very surprised I'm not going front when I seen Andrade debut. It was a big moment, a big deal. I seen Vicky Guerrero um, in the middle of the ring, and I'm saying to myself, "Who's debuting?" And my mind immediately said Andrade, but I'm like, "No nah way! There's no way he's gonna debut right now on TNT, on Dynamite, and not at All Out." And he debuted, and it was popping—no pun intended. So Andrade debuted a big pop from the crowd and social media went a blaze full of positivity when Andrade El Idido debuted on AEW. Dynamite. He looked great, man. He looked tremendous with the green suit. He got the beard looking flashy with the glasses, looking the king of luchador. I love it, man. I was a big fan of Andrade. And the Trinidad. Beautiful combo. Fuck WWE for screwing them up. They had so much potential. Andrade really could have been world champion material. You know, with those two partnering up in WWE. But what's WWE's loss is going to definitely be AEW's gain. So this is a tremendous signing. And it looks like Vicky Guerrero is going to be his manager. Which is... A tremendous job from Tony Khan. Just some great stuff there. I love that Vicky Rarro potentially is going to be siding with Andrade. This is wonderful. Now, Andrade in the news. This is from Ringside News, of course. So, Andrade demanded creative control before signing with AEW. Of course he did. I would have demanded creative control too. What the fuck? I love this. I cannot wait to see where this goes, man. He has full creative control. Wonder what magic we're going to be getting with Andrade. So Andrade showed up on AEW Dynamite this past week. And that was a shock for a lot of people. It didn't take long for Andrade to find his way to AEW. But he had no non-compete clause associated with his release, which pretty much means he could have shown up immediately after his release from the WWE a couple months ago. According to a report from Wrestling Eek, um, Andrade and Tony Khan met in Florida the week that he was released from WWE. There were very early and motivated plans to get Andrade to join All Elite Wrestling. A deal between the two sides was not made at the time of their first meeting. Andrade had some demands that stalled negotiations. Wow, okay. He wanted full creative control and power to veto losing matches. A compulse was eventually made where he will find limited creative control on his matches finishes. Andrade also wants to work with other companies, just like everybody else in the wrestling business wants to work with other companies. So that's not a fault to Andrade at all. So there were talks with Impact Wrestling as well. I'm not surprised. As they were willing to agree to his creative control demands, but they were too far apart on money and how many dates he would work. I love Impact Wrestling, but they're on a short budget. They don't really have a lot of money to really be fleshing out, you know, top tier talent like Andrade. So it was reported that Impact Wrestling and Andrade were close to a one-off appearance, but that didn't happen. Now Andrade El though is with AEW, and he has a bit of control over his own creative as well. That's great for Andrade. Congratulations to him. I'm so happy for him and his eventual success in All Elite Wrestling. I'm a big fan of his. He's a megastar potential. And he's going to bring a lot of Latino fans to All Elite Wrestling, and that is just going to benefit Tony Khan in the long run. Here's, check this out. Andrade wanting full creative control. It's not a shocker. We've heard that from John Cena. We've heard that from Triple H, you know, Hulk Hogan, many others. They want full creative control of their character. They want to dictate what happens with their character. You know, now Andrade kind of pushed it a little bit in terms of having control of his win and loss record. I don't kind of like that. I think that's kind of selfish um, coming from Andrade. But I get it. All right? I get it. I understand it. But the full creative control bullshit, I love it. I would have hacked for it, too. I'm not going to front. I would have been like, well, I want full creative control. If not, I'm going to bounce. Impact had that shot. They just don't have a lot of cash to be willing out a star of a caliber of Andrade. So, it is what it is. I'm happy for Andrade. I can't wait to see what happens. I know that he and Kenny Omega are going to have a clinic of a match, not only in AEW, but their upcoming first ever match against each other at AAA. I can't wait to watch that. Now, that's the only topic for AEW. Let's talk about Impact Wrestling. So, Britt Baker wants to face Knockouts champion Deanna Perrazzo. This is where my creativity is going to come into play, ladies and gentlemen. Now, this is uh, pretty crazy that Britt Baker and a possible match with Impact Knockouts Champion, the one that is absolutely killing the game right now, Deanna prazo Deanna prazo and Britt Baker are changing the game in women's wrestling and are doing a phenomenal job. Everybody else, WWE. Fall in line because you're fucking up the women's division. So Britt Baker wants to face Deanna Perazzo in a champion versus champion match. The landscape of pro wrestling underwent a change after AEW and Impact Wrestling started their working relationship. New Japan would just soon join AEW as well as the relationship between the companies is certainly great. Shout out to Ringside News for this article. The partnership between AEW and Impact Wrestling has truly opened the door for a variety of dream matches as the likelihood of champions from each company facing each other in a very much a possibility. Now, Britt Baker won the AEW Women's Championship at the Double or Nothing pay-per-view last Sunday. I'm still excited that she won. I'm very happy she won. I love the progression of Britt Baker, the transformation of Britt Baker and you could easily tell that AEW has always wanted Britt Baker to be that number one star. This is great. So now it seems Baker has shown an entrance in facing off against a very interesting wrestler. The AEW Women's Champion took to Twitter and shared a fan art of herself standing besides knockouts, Women's Champion, Diana Perrazzo while they hold their respective championships. Many fans were certainly elated of the idea of the two squaring off against each other and what would be a true dream match as both competitors have proven themselves to be two of the best female wrestlers in the world right now. We will have to obviously wait and see what happens in terms of AEW and impact wrestling, but that is a match that I would love to see now in terms of wrestling. Um, Britt Baker isn't on the level of Deanna Perazzo. I'm just going to keep it real. But Britt Baker is getting better. You know, from a character's perspective, she's on a high right now. She's on a superstar level. Microphone, she's always had the microphone skills. My problem with Britt Baker has always been what she can do in the ring. And right now, she's getting better. You can see it. You can feel it at home as an audience. And it's great to see. Now, I feel like Impact, AEW, mainly those two, maybe you can add New Japan, but from the women's standpoint, AEW, Impact Wrestling, I mean this. So Tony Khan and Scott Demore. if any of you guys are listening from Impact Wrestling, AEW, I would really love to see a super show where we have like champions versus champions and, you know, just wrestlers facing off against each other. Now, this would be mainly for the fans. I understand that you might have egos play a part in this. You know what I mean? Impact might not want to lose to AEW and vice versa. So that clearly can come into play. But if they come up with something of a card and put it, I don't know, MSG, that would be massive for the pro wrestling scene. And the ties are turning in pro wrestling right now. The relationships, I've been complaining about this for months, actually for years even, about pro wrestling companies eventually just coming together and help elevate the wrestling product and elevate the wrestling business to make it even more popular than where it is right now. I I think personally it could be even more popular. That's just me. But Impact is doing a tremendous job with their knockouts division. It's killing the game right now. AEW's women's division is getting better and better and better. Not to mention the signings of potentially Chelsea Green, Mickey James, um, and others that can possibly come forth with AEW or Impact Wrestling. So, those two divisions right now are on a high. Especially with the signings of the women that I just named. You got, you know, Billy Kane, Peyton Royce, and then you also have, you know, the star, in my opinion. I don't care what you guys think of her, but Tessa Blanchard, the big shark in that ocean, is out there. Once she gets signed somewhere, it's going to be a big deal. I know a lot of people are going to be a lot of controversial towards her. It is what it is. Um, she's just a superstar, guys. You just got to deal with it. She brings that superstar aura to her wherever she goes. I know Jordan Grace is eventually... Um, she uh, re-signed with Impact Wrestling... So that's great for them. They got her locked down. You got Deanna. And maybe we can share a talent. Impact Wrestling's knockouts in AEW. They appear on both each other's shows. So we'll see what happens with that. Pro Wrestling is getting better right now, man. From a women's wrestling perspective in AEW and Impact Wrestling. You know the funny thing is? WWE has the best women in all of pro wrestling. They just don't give a fuck. About improving the women's division. And that. That fucking pisses me off. Like. Where's Eo Shirai? Where's Mia Yim? Where are these people at? Are they going to get fucking released? I swear to God. If I, sw- I swear. If Eo or Mia Yim get released. I'm going off. I'm telling you right now. But. Women's wrestling outside of the WWE is exceeding. Or, uh, you know what? I'm going to credit NXT. Their NXT women's division is fucking fire. You got that division. You got Impact Wrestling. And then you got AEW. Raw and SmackDown, follow suit. Because your shit fucking sucks. Get it together. You got the talent. You just don't give a fuck. And that's the truth. That is the truth. I love speaking my mind on here, you guys. I try not to be overly negative, but I'm just so passionate about the topics that I talk about. And I try not to say things to be cool. These are things that I'm truly passionate about. These are the things that I think about when I watch these wrestling shows on a weekly basis. The women's division on both Raw and SmackDown are terrible. Their creativity is terrible. They got to get it together. Like I said, they got the talent. They just got to do something with it. And right now they're not doing nothing with it. And it's very very disappointing. Please WWE get it together. Merge those women's divisions. It will benefit your overall women's division. Bring in a mid-card championship. Get rid of one of the women's championships. Get rid of that tag team championship. It's going to work out. I promise you. Women's wrestling is succeeding outside of the main roster. So, Impact and AEW teaming up for a super show. Deanna Perazzo versus Britt Baker. Something I would love to see. Two women that I'm big fans of. Two women that I greatly support. And two different women. You know? It's not the same women that are succeeding in other promotions. They're different women. I love it. And AEW thriving in their women's division. Impact Wrestling is always thriving in their women's division. WWE, you need to follow suit on the main roster. Because you're being left behind right now. Get it together. I love you guys. Thank you for the continued love and support on the wrestling takeover podcast thank you for everybody following me and the podcast on instagram same for twitter thank you so much and we're trucking i love what i do i love the podcast thing the cell gig it's great and i'm gonna continue to always pitch ideas every single episode you will always hear me talk about something on how i would make something better from a character's perspective or a storyline perspective Or just coming up with something out of left field. Like this Impact Wrestling. And AEW partnership. That we could possibly see a super show. Most likely not. But anything's possible. With AEW and Impact Wrestling. So that's all I got for you guys today. On the Wrestling Takeover. And I will see you guys next time. For this new week. A pro wrestling talk. Right here. On the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. I'm the Creative King. I'm signing off. I'll see you guys soon. I got the glock in my robbie. Seven shots on 30 days. She's fine. Wonder what she be mine. Walk past i prayers. Rewind. See that as one more time. And I got this soda.